You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Adoration is defined as an intense admiration of the Lord Jesus Christ, culminating in our reverence and worship of Him. Our broadcast is dedicated to exploring the many ways we show our adoration in prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, praise, worship, dance, song, missions, outreach, and Bible study. In adoration, we come before our Lord to have frank and compelling conversation with believers who embody the act of uncompromising appreciation for how the Lord provides for us and to reverence the very essence of who he is. We invite our listeners to sojourn with us to the throne of grace each month and continue to draw nigh to our Savior in love through our adoration. Thirst No More Corp, 
www.thirstnomore.org. Again, that's www.thirstnomorecorp.org, and you can reach us via the contact tab. So tonight, let me just go ahead, and I'm going to take care of the formalities first, and I'm going to read a few things about our special guest. And, you know, before we even um, came online for the broadcast, we were just talking privately and hoping that we can both contain ourselves enough that we can actually have a relevant conversation tonight because both of us are just very excited to have the opportunity to speak uh, with each other again. But let me tell you a little bit about Yvonne. First of all, Yvonne has been gifted by the Lord uh, for intercessory prayer, and she is also uh, awesome in the ministry of the Word through singing and writing and preaching and teaching. She has served God's people through music ministry, congregational care, and ministry to women, children, and youth. Yvonne has witnessed the gospel of Jesus Christ on college campuses and street corners and in prisons, hospitals, and nursing homes. She has reached out to the homeless and families in need and ministered to immigrants and refugees. She has served with the worldwide evangelism team in, in the Caribbean, Europe, and Africa. And she has taken the lead in mobilizing African Americans for missions through ministries such as African American Mission Summit, the Global Roundtable, and one that means quite a bit to me called Meet Me in Africa. Yvonne has also served on the executive team of Catalyst for Change Church of Philadelphia. And in 2012, Yvonne was consecrated as an evangelist missionary with the Church of God in Christ, the denomination of her heritage. In 2013, Yvonne received the Master of Divinity with honors from the Lutheran Theological Seminary at Philadelphia. She has been affiliated with the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America since 2006, and presently serves as regional gift planner for Eastern Pennsylvania with the evangel excuse me with the um, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America Foundation. So, what you have heard is her bio, but now what I want to do is to share my own story because we're going to really make this personal. So here's the story of how I experienced Yvonne. It started with a phone call in 2006 from a young lady by the name of Brenda Clay. And Brenda Clay called me uh, in uh, 2006, I believe, in the month of November, and was excited because she had an opportunity to go to Angola, and she called me to find out if I wanted to go to Angola too. Well, Suffice to say, of course, I wanted to go to Angola. In fact, I would have gone anywhere in the world because I knew that that's where the call of my life was. So what happened a little bit after that phone call is a young lady out of the Philadelphia area that was going to drive all the way to Maryland, where we were, and was going to give us a presentation and this young lady, our own Yvonne Jones Limbo, uh, came down to Maryland, and let me tell you, beloved, that once I had a taste of the Yvonne experience, there was no way that I wasn't going on that trip. Wow. <laughs> so to suffice to, to, to suffice it. Um, she came in and she had a PowerPoint presentation and she gave us all the logistical information and everything and I was excited and I was 
first thing ready to just, I would have packed my bag that night and would have gone anywhere in the world because of the passion and the love that uh, she has towards her Lord and also towards the mission field. But what she did after her presentation was what sold me, and that was she put on a CD of a song that she had written. The song simply is uh, called We Worship, We Love, We Go. And when I heard her, not she didn't just play a CD, my beloved. She put on the, the soundtrack for the song and in the family room of Brenda Clay's house in Maryland, she ministered that song, and I was through. That's how I've experienced our special guest tonight. And without further ado, please welcome Sister Yvonne Jones Limbo. Hey, Yvonne. Hey, Minister Max. Thank you so much for bringing back such wonderful memories with that story about how we met and went on our Meet Me in Africa journey. <laughs> yes, amen. And I want to tell you, and I want my audience to understand that uh, we've titled this whole program Adoration because everything that we do uh, for the Lord is to ultimately show our adorations towards him. And when I witnessed what you were doing in that family room, it was like you were in another place, in another zone, in another time, and I'm telling you, I was right there with you. <laughs> wow. You know, I could feel that. I, I still remember that encounter, and I don't remember everyone else who was in the room, but I knew that God was doing something special in your heart as I was ministering that song. And, I mean, you could just feel it. It's like God just kind of came and special delivery call to you. <laughs> and he just happened to, use, happened to use me as the mailman or the mail person to deliver <laughs> It's called yeah. to you. You could see Amen. it and feel it, you know, in that moment. Amen. It was certainly, it wasn't wasn't regular mail. It was overnight special delivery. That's, and special that's how delivery. I experienced it. <laughs> and quite <laughs> frankly, quite frankly, um, everything since that point um, has made me just admire, respect you so much more. So, um we could we could just talk about just that that particular period of time, but I want to um kind of um, break this up into a, a few little sections so um mm -hmm. we'll definitely talk about the different type of uh, ministries that you've either been involved with or are involved with presently, but I think many times. Um, what people want to know is the person behind that ministry. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask you in any way that you feel comfortable just to give us your story from the beginning, whatever that means to you, and just take us through and to help us understand what, what it took and what life experiences that you had to go through in order to become the powerful servant of God that you are today? Well, you know, I'm 53 years old, so if I were to go back and tell the whole story, we'd have to have like a mini-series. But, <laughs> but the story that I really want to tell that was on my heart after you were sharing your story is the story behind that song, We Worship, We Love, We Go. And I think in telling that story, we'll bring out some um, – some of the things that you would like me to share about my life experience. Okay. So um, it, in 1999, I moved back to Philadelphia, my birthplace, from down south, and was basically kind of looking for employment. 
And God led me um, to a uh, Bible church over in northeast Philadelphia. It was called Cedar Grove Church. And um, the pastor at the time, he said, okay, there's these job announcements on the bulletin board out in the um, lobby, and you can, you're looking for a job, you can check the board. So I was, so I did. And, you know, as God has things in our life, uh, that may seem haphazard, but God always has a plan for our life. My favorite scripture, one of my favorites, is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And mm. even when we don't have our plan all lined up and we're kind of looking for the next move, the next step, God God's master plan is always in effect over our life, and he's always uh, creating these divine appointments and, and, and placing us strategically um, right in the pathway of what he has planned for us. And so right there at that bulletin board in that church um, in 1999 was a divine appointment, and there was a job posting up there that they were looking for someone to help out in the home office of a local mission agency um, called Crossworld is, the, is the, uh, the, the recent name of that agency. And as it turned out, their home office was like five minutes away from where I was living. And so I went over there um, the next day and, you know, had my little resume. And um, long story short, I was hired. And that employment assignment was a divine assignment from God. It was such a life-changing experience and opportunity to serve in ministry in cross-cultural and international mission. And I learned so much. I was with Crossworld nearly 10 years, um, serving on home staff as well as recruiting people to serve in missions and then going on the mission field myself. And one of the things that was um, a life-changing experience during my time at Crossworld, I think it must have been like 2004, 5, somewhere in there, um, my spirit was really restless. And, you know, my core identity in Christ is a worshiper. I mean, that's where I feel most at home is just worshiping the Lord, whether it's in the shower or in the bedroom or whatever. I just worshiping the Lord. And so I was just really feeling dry and restless and really wanting to just engage with the Lord closer in worship. And so um, I know you can relate to that. <laughs> From one <laughs> sometimes you just, um, in Song of Solomon, it says, come away, my beloved. And sometimes you just have to get away shut everything else out, and just draw close to the Lord. And there's things that God has to impart to us as part of his plan for us that you won't get it just in your normal um, daily walk with the Lord, but you need some extended time to just soak deeper and that God can really open your spirit uh, to receive more of what he wants to impart. And so there is this awesome ministry called the International House of Prayer in St. Louis, I'm sorry, in Kansas City. And um, they were inspired to begin a nonstop intercessory prayer ministry. And at the time, I think it had been going on for like four or five years. So, I mean, and it's gone on continuous intercessory prayer and worship round the clock 24-7, and they modeled it after um, the way that David arranged the cycles of worship in the temple with the Levites, and so they, they literally have different shifts of worshipers who come and serve 24-7 and leading God's people in worship, in prayer, in intercession, and um, so I went up in there, and then they have people do pilgrimages up there. They have places where you can stay, and 
it's, it's an awesome experience. I would commend it to anyone who's trying to have a deeper encounter with the Lord. So I think I spent three days there. And really, like, three days and nights, like, I don't even think I slept. I just basked in the presence of the Lord and just soaked and, 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 and soaked in, in God's presence. And that soaking experience is not so much talking to God, but it's just, just uh, uh, being saturated with the presence of God through worship. And as I sat there soaking in God's presence for those three days and just uh, in, in, in that kind of glory cloud of God, I, I told the story when I would introduce the song that when I came back from that time with the Lord, I was basically pregnant with that song. God had deposited that song in my spirit. And when I came back, I sat down at the piano, and this song just started to flow out of me. And it was as if there was a, a place within me that had been lost because I, I wrote songs from a young girl, different kinds. Sometimes I wrote romantic love songs. And then when I really committed to Christ, I started to write worship songs and inspirational songs. But for a number of years into my adult life, I really wasn't writing songs on any regular basis because life was just life. <laughs> but God Amen. unlocked that creative space inside of me through that three-day soaking experience at the International House of Prayer and, and, and deposited that song and caused me to, to, to conceive that song in my spiritual womb by the power of the Holy Spirit and came forth out of me. I knew that it wasn't just a song. It, it was like a prophetic song. And that's one of the things that um, IHOP is known for. IHOP is the short name for International House of Prayer. That's yeah. one thing that they're known for is prophetic songs. And um, because that's the, the sort of anointing that rests over that ministry, when you're under that cloud or under that ministry, you know, it unlocks that prophetic uh, worship witness that's within you. And that's what happened. And God has done so much through that song. Um, there was one of my colleagues at the mission, Rick Bottemeyer, and I came back to Crossworld. I said, Rick, Rick, I, I have to play this song for you that God gave me. And we went over to the the big house where the piano was, and I started playing it. And, I mean, he just started weeping, and we just had such an amazing worship experience just sitting at the piano playing that song. And um, Crossworld, um, the president at that time, Jim O'Neill, had set out um, over the whole mission the, um, the, the guiding theme, we worship we love, we go. And he had been teaching on it in the weeks leading up to my time away at IHOP. And um, that teaching had kind of set the foundation. And it became, for a time, the theme song of the whole mission. And um, people have told me they've been healed from listening to that song. There's a woman who was, like, in a wheelchair bound. She put the song on loop and was playing it nonstop and got up and walked. I mean, it was yes. just a song yes. from the Lord, you know, and sometimes yes. you just can't that. But I really believe, Max, that our whole lives, it's not just a saying, it's not just a song, but in Christ, it is the cycle of our life. We worship. We, we enter into the presence of God where there is life, where there is direction, where God's presence and God's plan and God's purpose and promises and power reside. And that's where whatever uh, uh, God has to release into the world, he imparts it into our spirit through worship. You know, the scripture says the husbandman that labors has to be the first partaker of this fruit. So when we're in worship, we're receiving from God that which induces and he intends for us to release to others. 
And so then in that worship encounter, because God is love, that love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit as we're encountering God in worship. And then true love, the love of God, it overflows into witness, into service, into sacrificial giving. And so then we, we are compelled to go because that, that love, it, it, uh, Jesus said it, he said, I will be in you as a well of water springing up. And so, you know, you can't contain it. It springs up and it flows out. Mm. And I'm t- true mm. life-giving ministry, that's the cycle. And then as you, as you pour out that the life of God is pouring through, the life of God that you received in worship and that was kindled in your heart in love, when that's flowing out, it's, it's the life of God that's flowing out. And it brings life to others. It brings healing to others. It brings deliverance and release to others because it came from the heart of God and the presence of God. And so, you know, we know the enemy imitates what, what God creates. He, he, the enemy has no creative power. And so many times today we'll see counterfeit kinds of ministry that just kind of imitate, you know, the, the, the uh, ministry hallmarks that you, you put together a little formula that kind of looks like. But I'm telling you, there is no substitute and there is no imitation for the life of God that comes out of the heart of worship. You know, it's not how slick your ministry is and, you know, how uh, uh, glossy your business cards are and how well all of your marketing machine is. If, if that ministry has not started out in worship with the, the love and life of God flowing into you, then it, it does not have the capacity to give life. It just doesn't. And um, it kills you and it kills everybody else because <laughs> the life of God, <laughs> you start with the life of God. And so this has been my, my whole life experience really boils down to these cycles of okay. worship and receiving from God and then pouring out what God has deposited into me. And then you have to go back again and just stir up that gift, you know, spring up a well in my soul and, and receive that next impartation for whatever that next move of God is that he wants to use me for. Amen. Amen. You know, Yvonne, as you were sharing, and, and I need for our audience to, tonight to really understand what uh, what the effect of that song and your heart for the Lord, what it has what it has birthed. Because I'm telling you that without that mission, without that commission, that there would be no Thirst No More Corporation, there would be no uh, uh, affiliation with When Christians Speak Talk Radio and this program, Adoration. It just wouldn't have been because that was the beginning of the the call on my own life. You know, I knew that I was supposed to go uh, to the uttermost parts of the earth. I just didn't have the vehicle to get there. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, God is such a genius. He has a master plan. And we didn't even know each other. But God knew the plans that he had for you, and he knew the plans he had for me. And, I mean, God is that great connector. And I'm just yeah. honored that he would, you, you know, uh, Ananias was the name of the servant that went to Paul on the Damascus yes. Road and, and just his assignment was lay hands on him that he'll receive his sight. And little did that humble servant know that he was laying hands on the man that's going to write two-thirds of the New Testament and, and bring all of the Gentile world into Christian faith. And that's how I feel, Mac, when I think about you and Paul and Jamila yeah. and what God 
has done for your life and ministry, I just feel like I was just the little servant. I had that little assignment. Go sing that song for Max. (laughs) 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 You know, and and I'm like, wow. And uh, Gloria Sharp is another Meet Me in Africa alum, and she has also started a uh, ministry. Um, Her ministry is called Shoeless Fellowship, and she has built nearly a dozen wells throughout um, South Africa, Southern Africa, with Zimbabwe, and another one. And I think that was her first mission trip. And I I tell you, I just look in amazement, amazement, Mac, at what God has done through your life. Just from yes. this little servant just doing that particular assignment at that time. <laughs> who knew? Yes, who knew? And, and let me share this with you. And, and see, again, our audience has to understand how big our God is and what he can do just if you avail yourself. If you're the one that just says, here, my Lord, send me. And, yes. and because of that one trip in 2007, and yeah. just so my audience understands that uh, what uh, was initially um, supposed to be a trip to Angola turned out to be a trip to Congo. And even that was by divine appointment and of the Lord. That's how and Jamila got together. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I mean, uh, even um, from that union, a marriage was birthed because of that a reconnection. <laughs>
but only God knows how many watermelons are in a seed. Ooh. And isn't that, isn't that like powerful? Yeah. And I'm saying that these little assignments that God gives to us and entrusts us with, they are seeds. And, and we don't know all of the kingdom life and purpose that's inside the seed of that little act that he asked us to do. I mean, in that one little seed, just like you, you said, there, there was Paul and Jamila and their children and really whatever their children do. and their ch- That's just one little part of that seed. Then there's Thirst No More Corporation and all of the connections and lives that you've changed in the continent of Africa and around the world. And whatever God is now doing with those lives that you've touched, I mean, all of that was in that one little seed. Yes, yes. I want people to be encouraged. You don't know what God is going to do with that little thing that he asked you to do. My God, my God. Yvonne, I, we've got to take uh, a station identification break to uh, do an announcement, but when we come back, we'll continue on. So with that said, we'll be back, everybody. We invite you to join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for His Abounding Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. On Wednesdays at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for Declaring the Finished Work. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. The first Mondays of every month, join Apostle Shirley Jones for Lifeline at 7 p.m. And on every third Monday of the month, join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration at 7 p.m. Every fourth Saturday of the month, Alabaster Box at 7 p.m. with Prophetess Carla Johnson. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Welcome back to Adoration. This is Evangelist Mac, and uh, we are with uh, Sister Yvonne Jones Limbo tonight. I want to also give a shout out to the man behind the scenes who's making sure that this program is working properly, and our uh, founder of When Christians Speak Talk Radio, Reverend Ray Rose a man who is a, a, a major inspiration for me. And it, it seems like, you know, we've known each other forever, although we've really only known each other for a little while, but already the impact that he's had in my life has been tremendous. So I want to also just uh, acknowledge all those who are in the chat room this evening, I know that you are being blessed by Yvonne. Again, um, you know, when we were uh, capping off the first segment, I am um, honestly was ready to go into exhortation preach mode. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Go ahead. You can go for it. Amen, amen. But um, for 
those who are listening, this is a, a major reconnection for both of us because sometimes you get so busy out there doing uh, different things uh, from a ministry perspective that you kind of lose touch. So um, this is really the first audible conversation that we've had in quite some time. Years, years. <laughs> yes, and, and now I, I know that I need to have these conversations more often because what it does, um, you know how in Scripture, in uh, Psalm 51, it just says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I connect with people who have been an integral part of my ministry and even my, my personal experience, then it's just like going back to when we first began and just remembering the excitement and the joy. I remember yeah. getting off the plane in uh, Kinshasa and, and just looking up into the sky, and I felt God. I just felt him, and I knew it would. I, my life would never be the same again. And, and I have to say this, Yvonne, that I, I, I know I'm just repeating myself over and over again, but um, I am so glad that you fulfilled your assignment so it would help me to realize mine. Yes, 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 yes. That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, my goodness. So let's let's take a, a, a little shift in our conversation because you are more than just a psalmist and a musician and a missionary. There are a lot of facets that make up your ministry, and I just want you, wherever the Lord has you to share, just share some of the other things that, you know, the Lord has blessed you with and has entrusted you with. So let me share what the Lord kind of put on my heart on on this half of the program. I want to share um, about the years since Meet Me in Africa, and I, I really feel this is important for many of those who are listening out there, that um, our walk with God is not just peak experiences. There are also valleys that God takes us through. David wrote about it in the 23rd Psalm. He said, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And so what David is letting us know is that even in walking in fellowship with God, yes, we will walk through some valleys and dark valleys. I mean, valleys that you may feel that you're going to die in. But David then reassures us, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So after the great, outpouring of Meet Me in Africa and all of those mountaintop experiences, Minister Mack, I went into one of the deepest and darkest valleys of my Christian experience. And I've been in some deep, dark valleys before, but this was this is an exceptionally deep and dark valley. On one very practical uh, uh, front, I was completely exhausted. And so one of the things that I realized from Meet Me in Africa is that I learned from that is the need to maintain life balance in ministry. And for all of that great outpouring, God knows, I was unbalanced in ministry during Meet Me in Africa. And I just feel compelled to put this out there because there are so many tragic headline stories that we read about prominent people in ministry who have gone forth in ministry in an unbalanced way and has brought tragedy to their lives or to their families, to their health. Some have even lost their lives because of an unbalanced approach to ministry. And so I had worn myself out. I was totally burnt out. I had uh, worn out all of my financial resources, which is another kind of untold ministry story that uh, many people launch out 
full-time, you know, perhaps prematurely or ill-advisedly without the right people advising them, and you can stretch yourself out and bring financial ruin on yourself. And that's not God's will either. So all of these things were happening at the same time. And so um, the grace of God worked in my life through um, the invitation of a Lutheran pastor, Pastor Paul Beck, and he um, invited me and my husband at the time to enroll in seminary. And he said, I think that would be a healthy move for you um, to take this time of training and to consider uh, serving with the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America because there would be a support system around you as opposed to just throwing yourself out there independently. (laughs) And so these are life lessons that we learned. And so I, I took his advice. And it was such a life-changing experience. First of all, it was a time to exhale and heal and regain strength and recover from that kind of burnout experience. And then it was a time to deepen my faith. So I talked earlier about the the, the great deepening uh, uh, experience of worship, but there's also a deepening experience of study and taking time, extended time, to go deeper in our study and our understanding of the scriptures and of how God works in the world. And I think you mentioned that even in the introduction to adoration, that adoration is expressed even in Bible study. That's right. And so those years in seminary, they were, they were times of reflection and study and deepening my roots or uh, in, in God. Uh, my life scripture is Isaiah 54, 54th chapter, and one of the verses there, it says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And so, you know, lengthening cords is like reaching out in mission and, and networking and reaching out into the world, but the strengthen your stakes part is going deeper in study and getting deeper roots and grip on the scriptures and on Christ. And that gives a stabilizing influence that helps us to endure for a lifetime walk with Christ, not just a quick flash in the pan. And so coming out of that, God has really um, resurrected me and given me a special sensitivity in ministry to people who've experienced brokenness. And um, I think it's very important, you know, when Jesus initiated his ministry on uh, Luke 4, he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to bind up those who are brokenhearted and to preach liberty to the oppressed. So Jesus is focusing his ministry intentionally on people who are weak and broken and and uh, on uh, the underdogs of life. <laughs> that's where he's putting his focus. That's, that's who he wants the good news to come to. And so when we come to know Christ in the fellowship of his suffering, it makes us more sensitive and more effective in our ministry to others who are suffering, who are broken, who are going through, um, you know, times of stretching and trying in their lives. And um, I really feel this is, so important that God is not just like the supersize me mega, you know, ultra God, the bigger, better God, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> you know because, you know, part of us, the American way, the American bravado, but yeah. God is the God of the broken. You know, he, he told Jeremiah I was down at the potter's house. And that vessel was, was marred. It was, it was wounded, but in the master's hands. And, and he kept walking with that vessel to make it what he wanted it to be. And I just want to put out there in the blogosphere and in the airwaves that God's hand is on your life, even and especially in the broken places of your life. And even and especially when you're going through that deep, dark valley of the shadow of death, 
that you, you mm. will not die in that valley. It's just like when Jesus was in the tomb, that was not his final resting place. It was a place of transition and transformation. And the way we experience resurrection power is by going through that kind of death experience. You know, those down places is where we experience the power of God that raises us up. My God, my God. You know, um, Yvonne, you just don't know how you just uh, touched me with uh, what you just shared um, because I personally am coming out of um, what has been a five-year period of um, not being in the pulpit, not being so mm-hmm. out front from a ministry point of view because mm-hmm. I, I, I realized that there needed to be um, a regeneration. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, if I can be frank with you, um, I had to empty out what I had been taught because there were many fallacies in the things that I've been taught about Scripture. And I had to just go to the master, and I call it my Midian experience. <laughs> of, yes, I yes, just had yes, to just go yes. to God directly. Yes, and just yes, say, yes. What are you really sharing, God? I mean, what, what are you really saying? Uh, teach me what you are really saying in your word, because it's not what I've been taught. And yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. So, I mean, you know, uh, through avenues like this broadcast and some other things that I've been doing recently, this is really, for me, my coming out party again, but as a, a new creation. Um, okay. You know. So, Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I, when you said that, you just don't know how you touched my heart because I read, when I read the word now, I read it in such a different and more profound way. And and Jesus Christ is exposed, whether we're talking about Genesis, whether we're talking about Zephaniah, whether we're talking about first Timothy or revelation, I am feeling and experiencing Jesus Christ in a way that I never experienced him when I was going through formal ministerial training. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> it's so um, true. I mean, uh, thank God for the teaching we received because, you know, God gives us what we can handle at the time. But yes. it's, it's, an, it's a deeper walk, and sometimes God takes us to that deeper place by taking us down <laughs> letting us go down, you know, so that he can raise us up and, and show us some, some things that you can only learn on the backside of the mountain. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I, it's, so, it's so interesting how our lives have paralleled in, in similar fashion. And, um, but in everything, you know, I give thanks because, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't enjoy the experience that I, I'm I'm having in this present day if, like you said, if I wasn't in that valley knowing that his rod and his staff yes. was, was there to comfort me. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, and so everything, there are no coincidences, there are no uh, happenstance, there's no luck, it's none of that. God right. has a divine order, a divine yes. plan. And I'm telling you, it's like he took the fabric of your life and the fabric of my life and some of the others who we um, commonly know, and he's just yeah. knit together this this whole tapestry of yeah. perfection. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Yes, he has yes. done it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yvonne, now you know what has happened, right? We have... Got up to... the <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The podcast um, is going to go off and we'll still be talking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but I, I want to thank you so much for being transparent, for opening your heart. Um, 
if it's all right with you, this won't be the last time that you will be a guest on this program because I think there's much more to say. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And, uh, you know, both of us can actually say a lot more things, can't we? <laughs> yes, we can. I have to But I would be amiss if with the remaining five or so minutes that we have left, um, again, this is just another extension of ministry. Some people would just see it as talk radio, but I look at it as a platform that God can speak to those who we can't even see or maybe we'll never know. But Mm -hmm. from what I've been told, um, this broadcast has the potential to reach 137 countries around the globe. Um, And I know personally because of some of the um, acknowledgments that I received prior to our broadcast tonight that you have a lot of friends that uh, (laughs) committed to listening to this broadcast. So I'm praying that your connections um, were blessed by uh, the things that we were able to share. But I want to give you, in the remaining minutes that we have, um, this is still a ministry where we don't know the state of the, the listener in the blogosphere or the airwaves. Uh-huh. And this is an opportunity to share Christ in any way that you so choose because we want to make sure that the call to salvation, the call to healing, the call to reconciliation, to redemption, that that call is made because if it's not, then we have not fulfilled the total adoration that this program is really meant to do. Amen. So I want to give you the last words, and there's about three minutes left, and any way that you would like to close us out. Well, I'm going to close out, and I want to invite everyone to just kind of set your hearts and minds, center them on Jesus. And I'm just going to share a, a portion of the song we've been talking about, We Worship, We Love, We Go. And let this song be your prayer, and, and may the spirit that inspired this song reach out to you and touch and heal your life in whatever place that you need Christ to make a difference the most. Amen. So the the lyrics of the song, as I'm pulling it up, um, they say, we worship, we love, we go, carrying the cross to the world with uplifted hands and outstretched arms, we worship, we love, we go. As we journey on 
the cross and the blood. We worship. We love. We go carrying the cross to the world. And outstretched us, we worship, we love, and we go. We worship, we love, and we go. Amen, and God bless you all. Amen. God bless you, Yvonne. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, God bless you. God keep you in his perfect peace. Amen. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com, and Live 365 with 24-7 Gospel Music. All of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and blogtalkradio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free. We invite you to join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for his abounding grace with Minister Vanessa Williams. On Wednesdays at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for declaring the finished work. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. The first Mondays of every month, join Apostle Shirley Jones for Lifeline at 7 p.m. And on every third Monday of the month, join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration at 7 p.m. Every fourth Saturday of the month, Alabaster Box at 7 p.m. with Prophetess Carla Johnson. When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry, we are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. Broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Believe in what the 
Adoration is defined as an intense admiration of the Lord Jesus Christ, culminating in our reverence and worship of Him. Our broadcast is dedicated to exploring the many ways we show our adoration in prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, praise, worship, dance, song, missions, outreach, and Bible study. In adoration, we come before our Lord to have frank and compelling conversation with believers who embody the act of uncompromising appreciation for how the Lord provides for us and to reverence the very essence of who he is. We invite our listeners to sojourn with us to the throne of grace each month and continue to draw nigh to our Savior in love through our adoration. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.